0: Father God, thank you for your presence. You delight over each person in this house, that you sing, that you spin wildly, Zephaniah, the delight of your children, that your heart is for us and not against us, and that you have got amazing plans for each one here, that you've got freedom and fire for each spirit, that everywhere we go, we are contagious with your presence. Holy Spirit, just have your way this morning and totally mess me up and change whatever I'm going to say. In Jesus' name, <coughs> amen. All right, I can't actually see my target. This is a visual. First off, I'll preface this. Heather pretty much um, described a lot of what I'm going to be talking about, which is really cool. And as a transformation, it's Revelation of sonship, of identity. So if I say sonship, ladies, your sons, guys, you're the bride of Christ. So deal with it. It's the way it works. Uh, <laughs> did you guys read there the the sermon title? You guys kinda know, everybody knows where that came from, right? Who I stole that from? Anybody ever read a Spider-Man comic or watch a movie? That's right. With great power comes great responsibility. It's pretty awesome. And it's true. Obviously, I'm not going to be talking about any Spider-Man powers or physical fitness stuff. What I want to talk about this morning is declaration. The things that we speak over ourselves, the things that we speak over each other, and the things that we receive. The power of life of death is in the tongue, right? By our words, we are acquitted. By our words, we are condemned. Before I do that, could you put up Well, actually, it's already up there, I guess, isn't it? Luke 4.18. Just put that on there for me. Thank you. Declaration. I love this. It's like one of my favorite passages ever. I have a little exercise for you guys this morning. I want you to turn to the person on your right and say, the Spirit of the Lord is on you because He has anointed you to preach good news to the poor. That's really weak. Let's try it again. We're going to turn to the person on your right and you're going to speak a declaration over their lives. You're actually speaking into their spirits. This is truth. You're speaking to them. Now you're going to turn to the person on your left. You're going to make the same declaration. He has sent you to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set free the oppressed. Amen. Do you guys believe this? Hands up if you believe this that's good news so often we walk in knowledge but the knowledge kind of rattles around but when it comes to a situation the application is missing because there's fear there's doubt there's uncertainty what happens if God doesn't what happens if what happens if I get fired what happens if this person's upset with me I'm going to move these because I guarantee you I will step on them at some point just for now, I'm a wanderer. I, I wander, I meander a lot. okay these guys here. now I'm not an archer by the way. Uh, this is like I stole this from camp, so I didn't steal it. They had permission to acquire it from camp. The reason I'm doing this is I want to demonstrate something to you guys. Natural. What that roll back? Sorry for the loud burst there. Spirit. Okay? We can't see the spirit. but Our declarations and our words are spirit and life. As soon as something enters into our mouths, as soon as we make a declaration, right? I'll give you an example. Like Heather was saying, we have these kids working through this process of ungodly beliefs and what I did was we basically compiled all of the journals and we compiled all these ungodly beliefs which so many of us walk in we don't even know it and we just made a simple list so one of them is because of my past sin or life God won't want me or can't forgive me okay let me make sure I can actually see that target it's supposed to be clear so I can see through it where am I going i need for the big blotchy thing here All right, so when I make a declaration, right, this arrow is my declaration. This is the natural, okay? It pierces the spirit. What happens is, if you think of this as your word, life and death is in the tongue. If I'm speaking over myself, okay, and I have a declaration, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set the oppressed free when I make a declaration this is my declaration it goes from the natural pierces into the spirit one of two things is going to happen one you have the angelic you have the demonic the angelic is going to come along and go yeah, that's a word from the Lord. That's a blessing. That's a proclamation. This is prophetic. We're going to take this word now. We're going to implement this word. That word is then implemented. The same thing goes for the opposite. My life sucks. I am such a screw up. Look at me. I'm tall, I'm fat, I'm short, I'm bald, I'm this, I'm that. Declarations, okay? We make these declarations. Let me get the fletching right there. Come on, get in there. All right. Make a declaration that is now picked up is it by angelic no who's picking that one up I'm cursing myself I'm cursing another person now there's authority on this word and they're going to take this and go oh this is who this belongs to and they're going to implement the word life and death is in the tongue by our words we are acquitted by our words we are condemned There's a reason why our word is so powerful. When we make declaration, it gives life in the spirit. So that's what I want to talk about. Because this, this will make or break whether you walk in the calling that we're called to walk in so many of us. Globally. Sons and daughters. Missing the mark because we're wrapped up in fear or self-doubt. Or self-accusation, I'm this, I'm that. I can't, I'm too old. Look at me, I can't do this. Who am I? Meanwhile, Jesus says, you can. I paid the price already. You. Th- this is who you are. This is who I called you to be. And we believe lies. And we speak them out. And as soon as we pierce that veil, there's power in that. I have entire passages of scripture written down here Isaiah 55 11. So shall your word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return void. Is that just Jesus? Or is that who, those who walk with Jesus? Christ in us, the hope of glory. So shall the words be that go forth from my mouth. That when I make a declaration, there's life on it or there's death on it. But what happens is our identity is so skewed that we have this perception that, well, that's for somebody else. Not for me. Not for me. And we try to be somebody that we're not. We try to be Bill Johnson. He's Bill Johnson. That's him. That's who God called him God called him to be. I'm not called to be him. I'm called to be me. And I need to be okay with being me. And when he come to terms with being me, hey, that's okay. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm brilliant. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. Be called to be you. Fear cripples. Let me tell you a story. Um, declaration. I'll start yesterday. Yesterday, I had a guy come up to me who, who uh, I had the privilege of ministering to and leading to the Lord, I don't know, a few months ago. That's why discipleship is so important. Discipleship is key, it has to be discipleship. We don't take an infant and go, okay, there you go, off you go. Out the door, have a nice life. Off he crawls, right? It's not going to happen. Same thing. We have new Christians. It's like, okay, guys, see ya. Bye. Got to have discipleship. Anyways, this guy comes running down to me. He sees me pulling into this parking lot and he comes running down to me. He's like, dumps all this stuff. Blech. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Long discussion. He's struggling with fear. He's struggling with doubt and these demonic um, activity little people in the house no just mine okay they can deal with this and he's being tormented and I just want to get rid of this stuff and I want to push all the negative energy and the good energy and these people and their energy and he's just going off and I'm just sitting there going like wow man and i just kind of like okay you have a choice do you want to be free or do you want to be a slave I want to be free good let me pray for you okay Hand on his chest in Jesus' name, make a declaration. Speak to the darkness. Go in Jesus' name. I don't feel anything. I feel nothing. It's not like I get little angels and singing and butterflies and whatever. Nothing, right? He's like, I totally just felt something leave my body. I totally just felt something go inside of me. It's like, hallelujah, praise God. Right? Nothing to do with me, it's Him. But it's the declaration of walking in faith of who we are in Christ. Jesus didn't die just so I could get to heaven. Jesus paid the price he paid so that heaven could get into me. So that heaven could get into each one of you. That when you walk, heaven walks with you. When you enter a room, this this is your spiritual atmosphere I'm talking about. When you enter a room, the kingdom of God forcefully advances. The kingdom of God goes with you everywhere you step whether I believe it or don't believe it. There's angels there and the kingdom is there. I'm going to carry one of two atmospheres, the atmosphere of the world or the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven. And it's up to me where I walk and what atmosphere I choose to walk in. One of the biggest lies that we believe that we fall under is circumstances. Circumstances dictate my behavior. Circumstances dictate my reactions. Circumstances dictate my emotions and my feelings. Who dictates your feelings and emotions? Circumstances? Are you a slave to your circumstances? I'm having a bad day. Why? I don't know. Life sucks right now. If I'm a slave to my circumstances, then where is the power in the blood of Jesus? The other day, well, I guess the other day, yeah, we were driving home. And, um, got the kingdom in the car I can feel it so it's like oh, holy spirit's in the car it's awesome we're driving and all of a sudden <laughs> fighting 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 bickering 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 and it's like what, what, what cartoon is that good feelings gone Dory Nemo you guys see Nemo they go down to the very bottom Nemo the dad Marlin, swimming is like just keep swimming 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 and he gets down to the bottom and says, this mas- nasty what are those fish called little dangly lights that <coughs> what are they called anglerfish. Big anglerfish down there. Light goes on, the big teeth come open and the thing he says is, good feeling is gone. Ah, and he swims away in fear. Okay, We are not subject to good feelings, bad feelings because we live outside of that. Jesus paid a price. He died on the cross so I can be outside of my circumstances. I'm not a slave to what's going on around me. I'm not a slave to to people fighting in the car and all of a sudden the Spirit's gone because of grumpiness and there's whatever, whatever, whatever happening in the car. In Jesus' name, Spirit, go. Holy Spirit, come on back. I'm not, circum- I'm not, I'm not a slave to circumstances. We need to walk in freedom. We're called to walk as sons and daughters of living God. Walk free. Right? Open hands, baby. I use that phrase a lot. Walk with open hands. Nothing has enough authority in my life or in your lives. Nothing should have enough authority to cripple you where you can't function or walk. I'm talking verbally, emotionally, whatever. Jesus paid for that. It's done. It's dead. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's finished. It is finished. Right? When I walk, if this is a... I'll use this phone. This is my circumstance. Okay? Okay? my distraction. When I walk, I hold on to this. Now I am subject. Effectively, this has authority over my life because I'm holding on to this. Whatever I hold on to, I give authority in my life. Do you guys get that? Does that make sense? Okay. So if I'm holding on to unforgiveness for something that someone did to me in high school, I don't know, hypothetically, and 20 years go by and I'm still, every once in a while I think about that moment. And I'm holding on to this. What has authority in my life? Am I free? No. I'm a slave to what I hold on to. But the moment I let go of everything, I hold on to nothing. What has authority in? It? Only Jesus, only the kingdom, only the Holy Spirit. Because I'm no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm no longer a slave. I'm free. The other day at work, well I guess a few months ago, I kind of have this ongoing thing at work. It's a lot of fun. Um, I get told off, and I do it again, and I get told off, and I do it again, and I get told off, and I do it again. Not out of rebellion. I honor my employer, and if it's something work-related, absolutely. I'm actually very paramilitary. I do really well with the sergeant yelling at me going, get up! Two more push-ups! Come on! Give me a hundred! Give me this in the mud! I do well with that. I actually enjoy that kind of structure, the paramilitary structure. But when it comes to, you can't tell somebody about Jesus, you can't pray for the sick... I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I honor them in other ways. Uh, no, I don't mean to speak rebellion. because That's not at all what I'm advocating. What it is, is walking out fear or walking out freedom and identity. So I got in trouble for witnessing somebody. I don't know. This was a while ago. And I had a talking to. And I said, okay, I won't do it at work. And then I got pulled into... To the the room, <laughs> and the executive director, and then another executive director from an orga- another organization had written, written a you know written a letter f- about me, and then my director came and gave me this letter that had been through two executive directors and sat me down and said, "This is the complaint." The complaint was I brought somebody to church, and I'm not allowed to do that apparently, because my work owns me. That's what they say, and I just kind of like I, literally I was just like what, really? And I was told, (laughs) I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I said, well, when I go to the grocery store on my weekend, if there's a sick person, I'm going to pray for them. Well, if you know them and if they're a part of this organization, you're not allowed to pray for them. I said, but it's my weekend. They said, it doesn't matter. You represent us. And I said, no, I don't. I represent the kingdom. (laughs) And and then I was told, now there's fear involved with this. This is my, is my, my job. I've been doing this for almost since we moved here. You know, I love my job, but I carry it like this. And when I carry it like this, I has no authority in my life. I lose my job, praise God. I'll get a new one. Doesn't matter. What's better, fear of man or fear of God? So when this conversation was over, as they were leaving, they said, "I don't want to have this conversation again. I need to hear you tell me that we're not going to have this conversation again." And I was like, "I can't do that." In fact, I'm going to make a statement. We're going to have this conversation again. Well, you could lose your job. I don't care. I got people dying all around me and they're going to hell. What's better? There's this fear that we walk in and we become slaves to fear. But when you speak out truth and life, darkness has to flee. When you speak out Jesus, when you speak out the word and you make a declaration, everything changes. Okay, back to the spiritual atmosphere I was talking about. So Jesus, um, I forgot the passage. Anyways, he's in the boat, and him and the disciples are cruising along, and they're coming off. You guys remember the story about Legion, the demonized guy up in the tombs? They couldn't chain him. He's filled with demons, keeps breaking the chains. So just picture this. Here's Jesus coming in the boat, and if the tomb, I always picture it like the tomb's kind of up on a bit of a hill, right? And then the embankment comes down, and then there's there's the sea. And so, Jesus and the posse are in the, in the boat, and they're coming along. And uh, he didn't get out of the boat and go, Hey, you up there, get down here. Didn't do that. What happens? He steps out of the boat. The demonized man comes running down, throws himself at Jesus' feet. It wasn't like it was a big parade before him, a bunch of trumpets and, you know, confetti being thrown everywhere. There wasn't like a big thing. He comes flying down the hill, throws himself at Jesus' feet and says, what do you have to do with us? Why have you come to have you come to uh, torment us before the appointed time? Jesus, is like, Sht. what happened? I want you to picture this. Here's a tomb. Here's Jesus on the boat. Jesus carries. He's walking in the fullness of the kingdom. Everywhere he goes, he carries a spiritual atmosphere. The demoniac has a spiritual atmosphere. We have the kingdom of darkness. We have the kingdom of light. There is a battle going on. Like the veil, we don't see it. It's on the other side. Right? I don't see it. But it's there. That becomes life or death. Jesus steps out of the boat. The kingdom of heaven that Jesus carries around him, as he goes like this, forcefully advances shooting in every direction around him. And there's a confrontation in the tomb where darkness has to submit to light. It has to. That guy's got no choice. Those demons have no option but to run down that hill to Jesus, throw themselves at his feet and beg for their mercy. Beg for mercy. Beg, beg for their lives. There's no option. Right? You guys getting this? Am I like kind of yeah, yeah. making sense? Okay. Good. This is really quiet. This is like chirp, chirp in the back. <laughs> uh, Romans eight eleven. 11 the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is where? Where? In us. So we products of our circumstances. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. There's so much I want to share and I'm trying to like squish it all into one little tube. It doesn't work. Um, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to tell it. I was, I, was, I was asked not to tell the story but I'm going to tell the story. Okay. This is not at all just because it's such to me. It's such an amazing story of sonship and learning identity and walking out in faith and speaking out in faith. Now, some of you guys have probably already heard this. It's just a fun story. Um, long, long time ago, I was in in Fiji, and uh, there's a lot of demonic activity happening there. Um, I'm in my in my cot. The previous night there had been some physical altercation between me and a demonic spirit and I actually saw it the Lord opened my eyes and I actually got to see it and it was like this black shadow in the darkness it was actually blacker than the darkness around me and it was really simple I just said in Jesus name go and the thing left because that's what I was taught to do in Sunday school or wherever I was taught that just in Jesus name and the next night um, I'm I'm not seeing anything but I'm feeling this this this, you have the kingdom you have the God you know the kingdom and you have darkness and I'm feeling this collision and I'm sitting there and there's this behind my mosquito net and I can feel this stuff inside the other side of the mosquito net and it's just like there and I'm like in Jesus name go and it was still there and I'm like in Jesus name go and it was still there and automatically I feel fear I'm terrified the formula is not working what am I going to do it's not listening to me the formula is supposed to work. And I'm terrified. And so my wall's right against me, and I'm backing up against the wall, and I'm sitting here in my bed, and there's a mosquito net, and then there's this thing on the other side. And I'm just like this, and I'm kind of like, Jesus, help. Help. So clearly, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, Michael, call down angels and have them removed. And I'm like, I can do that. It's like, yes, you're a son. I'm like, I can't do that. Yes, you're a son. This is all about identity. This is all about sonship. It's all about the fact that Jesus paid the price. Past, present, future sin. So that we could stomp hell. We could co-labor and partner with Him in stepping on hell every single day. At work, in the grocery store, at the gas station. doesn't matter where you go. Stomp hell everywhere you go. It's your job. That's what we're here for. We are here to... Excrete makes it sound weird, but to leak the kingdom. That's what we do everywhere we go. Kingdom, kingdom. It's coming out of us. Everywhere you go, you're excreting kingdom. It sounds so weird when I say it like that. Okay, think of fire. When fire touches something, what happens? Yeah. It's not like fire touches something it's like, ah, it's okay, just brush that off. No big deal. Fire affects whatever it touches. There's positive effects, there's negative effects. Right, Spiritually, we're called to be fire. When we go into a store, the spiritual atmosphere that we carry should forcefully advance into that store and affect those around us. If it's not, we just need to spend more time in the presence of God. More of Him in, more of Him out. Everywhere we go, right? I was telling the story, wasn't I? I was. Um, I sidetracked myself. So, I'm on my bed, on my cot, and there's this thing here. And the, the Holy Spirit said, like called on angels. And I was like, I can't do that. Who am I? I have no authority. I can't do this. Is it biblical? That's my Bible. Well, let's see. Well, there were, were angels around there. That one story there. And then the guy's eyes were open. And, the, and he saw all the angels up on the hillside. That happened. And, and there were other ministering spirits. And Paul talks about ministering angels and ministering. Okay, I guess I guess I can do that. As I'm trying to catalog in my head all the Bible verses I can remember. But the whole point is, I'm a son. Your sons were daughters of the living God. The kingdom of heaven, the fullness of the Godhead lives inside each one of you. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is where? Where? It's within you. And what happens so often is, let this fear overtake us? So me on the bed, I'm letting fear overtake me and doubt. And this is, this is the enemy's big power whispering in my ear, natter, natter, natter. You can't do that. Who are you? But he said I could. That oh, doesn't matter. You have no authority. So then I have a choice. I'm a, I'm a slave or subject to my circumstances. I can sit. There's fear. I choose to walk in fear or I can step out of that and make a declaration in faith. I made a declaration on faith. And exactly what he said would happen, happened. Everything went silent and everything was gone. It was amazing. It was scary. It was terrifying. All at the same time. Now was this big epic spiritual battle that I heard outside. It was cool. It was totally the grace of God. I was actually supposed to see it with my eyes. But learning about sonship and still being ruled by fear I missed it because I was still ruled by fear and I chose not to get out of my bed and go look out the window because he told me to go look out the window and I was like uh uh-uh, uh this foot ain't touching that floor Cause I was terrified because it was noise and it was like just outside nobody else heard it but it was for me because I'm a son and he wanted to share it with me but if I had if I would have stepped up and said in faith now I just made a declaration in faith but if I would have stepped out of that boat and gone okay and looked out that window I would have seen something just phenomenal and I never did because I allowed fear to control me but I'm no longer a slave to fear right I'm a child of God and I had a bunch of words in there I'm no longer a slave to sin I throw that in there all the time because guess what guys we're not slaves to sin anymore it's the good news of the gospel I'm set free Past, present, future. If I, if I mess it up, if I step, step in it, sin's on my leg, I just go, Jesus, forgive me for that. Turn, repent, opposite direction. I'm no longer in condemnation. I'm free. So one of, the, one of the tricks, I'm totally not even going on any of my notes here. I have like literally two pages of notes and I'm not doing any of them. That's okay. We'll skip the notes. So much. Okay, when you go through the grocery store, it's okay if nothing happens when you pray for somebody. You guys know that, right? It's totally okay if nothing happens. You know, the world's not gonna collapse, the stars aren't gonna fall from heaven. Right? Happens to me all the time, I pray for people. Step out in faith, nothing happens. Sometimes it does, praise God, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know why. Doesn't matter. What matters is that we step out in faith and make the declaration of faith. We speak truth, we speak life over one another especially over yourselves, so many of us, in the mirror, as I go about my day, oh, I did this. Oh, I did this. This person says something about me. Does it matter what Billy Bob over here is saying about me? Only if I let it. He could calm me down. He could say all sorts of things. You know, I got accused one time. It It was like the best, the best roast I've ever had. Ever. It was beautiful. I actually stood up afterwards and I was like, thank you, yes. I actually got accused one time. It was, it was so good. And this is supposed to be a bad thing. I got accused of being too on fire for Jesus. I was like, that is the nicest thing anybody could ever say to me. Thank you, brother. And they're like, that was meant to be an insult? I don't know. How is that bad? It's awesome. When strangers come up to you and they're like, are you a Christian? I don't even know you. Are you a Christian? because you're leaking Jesus everywhere you go and they can feel it and they can see it and they can see it on your face and it's the glory of God everywhere you go. That's normal Christianity. That's what we're called to walk in. But it starts in the bedroom. It starts in the closet. It starts on our knees but it also starts with our identity. Are we products? Are we slaves to our day? It's the things that happen around us. I'm going to look at my notes. The gauge of his love so often is, do I have this? Have I been blessed? Have I received this? Am I having a good day? Am I having a bad day? Am I happy? Am I sad? Did I get a promotion? Whatever. The gauge of his love is never subject to our circumstances. It's not. All of these things, empty and meaningless. When we stand before Jesus one day, it's not going to be about promotions. It's not going to be about work. It's not going to be about was I popular? Was I on this group or that group? Who cares? None of it means anything. It's all empty. It's all meaningless. It's just like Jesus. Everything I have is yours. Everything you are, I want. I want the fullness. He says that everything in the kingdom has been given to him and everything that's been given to him he conveys to us. It's John. Please you just wrap your minds around that it's just like I don't have to be subject to stuff anymore. I'm free in Christ. I'm a new creation. Did you guys know that when you became a Christian your old man died? I wish I had more arrows. I'd shoot him. I'm out. He's dead. Do you know what that means? When you're raised again as a Christian, yeah, I still have my family. But that blood doesn't flow through my veins, spiritually speaking. I have a new father, and I'm part of his DNA now. I have his DNA inside of me. This is good news. Guys, this is phenomenal news. Unfortunately, we have to. Oh, thank you, just in case I need it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have, to, we have to run early today because we have to get back to camp. We have to be there in a few hours to welcome all the new students. I'm going to share one more thing really quickly before we go. I literally have like 10 minutes, not even. Um, this is a whole different, this is a whole total vast thing. But we're just going to do a really small little snippet here. It's truth versus absolute truth. And this is something Heather and I learned on a God trip 17 years ago? Something like that. Somewhere in there, 17, 18 years ago. And it's just stepping out in faith. The Holy Spirit has spoken to me saying, "Um, I want you to go on a trip. And I was like, okay. And then he spoke to Heather. Same thing. And so in faith, without a credit card and $200 cash in her pocket, we said, God's telling us to go somewhere. And family, of course, well, my family was cool with it. But other family was upset. (laughs) No health insurance, no nothing, just 200 bucks in our pocket. And they're like, ah, freaking out. And I'm like, but he's dad, and he loves me, and he loves her. He's crazy about us. He told us to go, so we're going to go. In faith, I got 200 bucks in my pocket. Woohoo! I'm loaded. (laughs) In the kingdom, that's okay. This is so so much fun. We get to this, this place in Toronto. And we weren't even we weren't even supposed to be there. at this conference, and uh, this guy was speaking on this teaching, and it just it just messed me up. And it's it's so simple, it's truth versus absolute truth. And it's completely revolution totally revolutionized my walk. It's completely changed how I see my walk. Just because something's true doesn't make it godly. Just because something's factual. Doesn't make it godly. So, here is. Was that for me? Bless your heart. Thank you. Here's the truth of my circumstance. Right there. It doesn't have to be a bad truth, it could be tardiness. I'm late. A lot. I am. What's the word? What's it called? Fashionably late. A lot. So, it might be true. And other people might say, yes, I go late. Late, 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 late. But just because there's a truth, a factual truth in that moment that says I'm late, isn't God's truth. Does that make sense? Okay. He doesn't see me. like He sees me beginning to end, right? He's outside of time. He sees me in the moment. But praise God, that's not how he treats me. He treats me over here through the lens of Jesus, through the cross of Christ, through the fullness of forgiveness where I'm no longer a slave to sin. And so when I call something truth, I walk in fear. In that moment, it might have been true. In Fiji, I had fear. I was terrified. In that moment, it was true. But I need to come out from under that label or that truth and say, okay, yes, right now I'm walking in fear. But... God's truth is not that I walk in fear. God's truth is that I'm a lion. And I I leak kingdom everywhere I go. I'm called to stomp hell. God's truth says that I have authority. That I'm not subject to fear. So something over here is factual in the moment. I have to make a decision. Am I going to walk in the moment, embrace the lie, or the emotion, or the feeling? Or am I going to say, Jesus paid for that. I'm a free man. And step over here and come into the line with God's truth. Yeah. You guys tracking with me? Yeah. Is there, are you guys understanding this? Is there truth in this? Yeah. Is this resonating at anybody? Everybody's just like. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> okay, I can tell you one more story. It's fun. Back to the arrows thing. Declaration in faith. Guys, because we can't see it, this is such a big thing for me learning this I can't see it it doesn't mean it's not there that's okay and faith when we step out in faith man heaven goes nuts it's amazing because anything is possible okay Christianity is not psychology it's supernatural we are not called to psychological we are called to supernatural we serve a god who is supernatural that's what he does day and night that's who he is that's who we're called to be that's what we're called to walk in right this thing here it's like just tries to stop me from everything I hear this little whisper in my head you're a slave to your addiction you're never going to be free of that addiction 20 years 30 years whatever it might be 15 years you're done it's chemical it's an addiction bollocks I'm a free man Jesus paid... My addiction is, is greater than the cross? I don't think so. My addiction is nailed up there. It's done. It's dead. I'm free. So either I can stand here and I can walk in this and say, Jesus, that wasn't enough. Okay, that's truth versus absolute truth right there. If I'm an addiction and I say my addiction is greater than the price he paid for my freedom, I'm elevating my addiction and the lie of my circumstance above the truth of who he is, the declaration that he made and spoke over my life and said that I have called you free. I have come that you would have life and have it to the the full or to abundance. I'm actually now standing in accusation before God saying that wasn't enough for my addiction. Or I repent from my ungodly belief. I turn from that and I go running to the Father and say, thank you that I'm free. I believe you at your word because you are who you say you are. And when I do that, that addiction no longer has power in my life because the blood of Christ is stronger than anything, right? I was going to tell you a story. What was it going to be? I got three minutes. Yes. Um, just a fun story. This is a cool one. This was, this was another one of those God moments where like you make a declaration in faith, And, like, in my mind, my mind is like, what are you doing? You're such a fool. If anybody could see you right now, they'd think this guy is completely off his rocker. That's a British term for those who don't know. Um, (laughs) I had this guy come by, and this guy's demonized, and he's just struggling. This is before Heather and I were married. This is fun. (laughs) We got to do deliverance ministry with this poor guy, and... (laughs) And we're totally green. This is not something we learned in church. We didn't you know, we never had any preaching or teaching on this. The Holy Spirit just showed up one day and said, Michael, deliverance ministry time. Supernatural school, one on one, how to cast out demons. Ta-da. And I was just like, ah and so <laughs> this guy comes into my house and this stuff happened and we were doing deliverance ministry and he left and I'm kinda I'm I don't know what the, I don't know what's going on. And so I'm just like, I need to pray over the house. There's this guy in here and he had demons and I need to pray over the house and make everything better because I'm inside, I feel uncomfortable. And so I'm like, I need oil. Oil. That's what you do. You put oil around your door and around your window because it's the right thing to do. God, I have no oil. What am I going to do? So I'm like, I tell you what, no, he's such a good dad. He just humors me. He loves me. It's awesome. And so I'm like, hey, dad, in faith, nothing on my hands. My I don't know one of these sweaty guys who has you know, oily hands. I'm just in faith. I walk around my whole house. In faith, Jesus, I'm just anointing my house. Nothing on my hands. In faith, I'm just, I, just, I actually stopped touching the wall. I just went like this. Just the glory of God around my house. In faith, I'm just doing this. I go outside my door and I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just doing this in faith. Because he's, he's awesome. That's what he does. He does stuff like that. And so I feel like a bit of a fool because I can't see it, right? It's, it's this whole thing here. I'm making a declaration in faith, right? Thanks, Elisha, for the extra arrow. It's fun. I'm making my declaration. It becomes life. It becomes power. This poor guy, the next day, I feel so bad for him. It's horrible. <laughs> this poor guy comes back the next day and for more time. He walks in the door of the house, and I'm just sitting there chilling, you know. And all of a sudden, this guy's like, oh! I'm like, dude, what the heck? He's going like this. He's holding his eyes like, oh. I'm like, what is wrong? I looked at his eyes. His eyes were uh, literally puffing up underneath. The skin on his eyes were actually puffing up. He's like, what the meat is wrong with your meat in the house? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's so bright in here. My eyes are burning. I, I t- Seriously, my mind was just like, like what the heck's going on? he was experiencing, he was physically manifesting what I'd been praying for. I couldn't see it. But the darkness in him could see it. The kingdom in me had come and gone all over the place. The spirit of the living God is in the house. The glory of God is in the house. I can't see it. But the poor guy who's got darkness in him, he walks in there and he's like, oh, and his eyes are literally puffing up. You can see underneath him like, the hoax. Took the poor guy outside of the house. We prayed over him and he got set free but the fact is in order to experience you have to go like this and step out in faith. Even if you feel like a fool even if you're terrified it doesn't matter it's who we are. It's what we're called to be man we're called to stomp hell. We're called to be fire we're called to burn everything around us for the kingdom with love, joy, peace, patience. All of it. Anyways I'm going to wrap it up. i got to be that camp pretty quick here. God, you are amazing. You are awesome. And we are so privileged to be your sons and your daughters. Your goodness is overwhelming. Your beauty is mind-blowing. Thank you, Father, that you would consider us to co-labor with you. That you would give us power in our words so we can speak life into darkness, we could go into the worst parts of anywhere and speak life and bring light and truth and freedom with a word because your word is in us because you live in us and when you speak, things change. That you would share that with us. Thank you. Holy Spirit, would we honor you with our words, with our hearts. That Everywhere we go, everywhere we step foot, if we were at no frills, God, people are getting healed people are getting set free and delivered in Walmart because the kingdom goes with each and every person here. Your presence goes with each and every person here. Holy Spirit, would you wreck us with your presence? Would you completely blast us with your fire? Would you bring healing to where there's woundedness, where there's rejection and fear and doubt? In Jesus' name, go. God, would you teach us to stand on your truth, make declaration In faith that we are sons and daughters of the living God who walk in freedom. And we are not products to our circumstances. That we weren't saved just to get to heaven. That we were saved so that heaven could get into us. So we could release it everywhere we go. In Jesus' name. Amen.